0: Everybody, brother. I don't
1: know. Did you tell them you were preaching (laughs) tonight? I
0: tried
1: to keep that a secret. Let's take the small red hymn, turn to number 263, and we'll sing the first and the last verse. weather is permitting I think we're oh, what we having a wheel
0: like a rose? Yeah we roast uh, chili uh, fun <laughs> and uh, <coughs> lessons yeah and games
1: all right some singing and some that's right uh yes, teaching all right anyway and then uh, next Sunday night we have the Keppers, which will be here from uh, Nashville, Georgia, uh, singing for us. That's usually the night of the sing-spiration. Anyway, and, uh, but they're going to be here this Sunday night. We're still uh, we're going to eat again. <laughs> bring uh, bring something a covered dish and We'll eat again. Remember that old song? I think they wrote it for us. It says, God be with you till we eat again. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We want to uh, go to the Lord in prayer before we go any further. And I wonder if there are any additions to the prayer list since. have no,
0: got an update on Brian. It's not necessarily good. They're sending him home Monday, but not because he's doing that well, because the insurance refuses to pay any more the facility that he did. So his care
1: case manager over there is trying to get with Peggy and see if they can't at least get her some help at home because she's not going to be able to handle no, him with the things that are wrong with him and if he falls she'll never get him up. So they're kind of at least find out for her at home. So that will okay. be Monday? Monday that he's coming home?
0: Yes,
1: yeah, put the blame on today. Mm-hmm. And let's take find something to change it.
0: Because well, you know God can change anything.
2: My sister on uh, her son-in-law, Kevin Bolton, uh, has the cat and making chemo. He blood got a good report on his blood, whatever that means today. You know, having, I think, freaking clever day or something, I don't know. You know he she said he's got good report. i
1: Once again with grateful hearts that we have a God who hears and answers prayer. One who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we can ask for a thing. Father, we put these names before you tonight who are on the prayer list and the ones that were mentioned. Lord, this, this list is so much bigger than we are, but you know it's not as big as you are. Father, we know that You can do anything. And so, Father, we pray for your divine touch on their life, uh, both spiritually and physically. Father, we pray for your comforting mercies on the one who, uh, the family of the one who passed away this week, Margie Matters. We pray that you would be with them and comfort them and uh, just draw them close to your side. And Father, those who are sick, that are on the prayer list, we don't have time to call each and every name, but Lord, you know their needs, and we just place them all on the altar tonight and ask for your will to be done in their body and in their soul. And Father, we... Thank you for each one who's come this way tonight. We know there are needs that are represented here that haven't been spoken, but we know that you're able to supply every one of those needs. We pray that you will be with us as we sing and as we worship and as we open the Word of God together. We pray that your will will be done and that you would just bless us as we get close to you. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.
2: I did have one other thing too. My sister told me that Roger and Betty Cooley both passed away. They were in, they were 83 and they had COVID. uh, uh, He passed away on the 23rd and she passed away uh, 28, five days later. We, he was a highway patrolman for years St. John's County, it lived over there. And we went, they had their little camper, we had a camper way back, over, sometime in the 70s. And we spent a vacation up in North Carolina with them. Uh-huh. Really hadn't been around them a whole lot all these many years later, but you know, I, I hated to hear that, that's awful. Yeah.
0: Page, please, <laughs> all right let's go one right across the page from that number 262 <laughs>
1: picked that song. But uh, now don't ask me what I had for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell you that short term. That's why I like that song, The Matching Over the Hilltop. It says in that, what is it, something about the word will never grow. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Alright, I have about a one hour all right. Well, I have a study for you tonight, but I didn't bring any notes other than just my, what I want to read. And uh, the reason I didn't is so that I'll forget something that I want to say, and I'll cut it down to three minutes. Hopefully. Anyway, <clears throat> take your Bibles and turn to Genesis
0: chapter 49. Uh-oh. Now, have you already covered this? No, no, all right, well, I'm not going to hurt him. That's all right. <laughs> You're probably going it a little bit. But
1: I want to look at Joseph tonight, in, in, uh, beginning in verse 22, Genesis 49, 22. I thought you were in chapter 50 or something. No,
0: I'm,
2: I'm, we're going to the 48.
1: 48? All right, well, anyway, uh, I want to show you something here tonight. Uh, beginning in verse 22 it says Joseph is a fruitful bow even a fruitful bow by a well, whose branches run over the wall that's the title of my topic he reached over the wall the archers have sorely grieved him and shot at him and hated him but his bow Abode in strength, and the arms of his hands were made strong by the hands of the mighty God of Jacob. From thence is the shepherd, the stone of Israel, even by God of thy father who shall help thee, and by the Almighty who shall bless thee with blessings of heaven above, blessings of the deep that lieth under. Uh, blessings of the breast and of the womb the blessing of thy father have prevailed above the blessing of my progenitors unto the utmost bound of the everlasting heels they shall be on the head of Joseph and on the crown of his head um, on him that was separate from his brother from his brother well i won't read 27 because this is jacob's blessings on his sons and uh of course there's a whole lot in there that is pictures or types of jesus christ and if any one person in the bible was a greater picture than joseph of jesus christ i just don't know who it was but there are so many things about joseph that reminds us of Jesus, and I'm going to do something a little bit different here. I'm not going back to the first verse that we read, but I'm going to the last verse that we read, and then go backwards, uh, and then we'll go to another, uh, another book. But, but anyway, in verse 26, he speaks of the crown of the head of him that was separate from his brethren. Now, likewise, Jesus Christ was separate from his brethren. I'm talking about in the flesh. I realized that Jesus was God. He was deity. He was the Son of God, the only begotten Son of God, but he was also the Son of Man. And he was different from any other man in the Bible. Old uh, uh, Judas said, I have betrayed the innocent blood. Why did he say the innocent blood? Because he was the only right. innocent blood in the whole Bible. All of us have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Uh, he, was, he was separate from us. And it mentions the crown of his head. All of those who uh, despise Jesus one day are going to bow the knee and confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Uh, And so God's blessings was on the Lord Jesus Christ like no other person in the world. Uh, You know, I don't know if you've ever thought about it, but uh, our ancestors were not the Jews. We were on the other side of the fence. We were on the other side of the wall. Uh, The only thing that that your forefathers and my forefathers remembered about God is that uh, our parents were in a garden, and they ate some fruit, and God ran them out. And God didn't speak a whole lot in the Old Testament. Uh, I mean, we read about it, and you'd think, well, that was Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. But no, it wasn't that way. There were hundreds of years. Right. Uh, he didn't speak. After, after Adam and Eve left the Garden of Eden, he didn't speak anymore until he spoke to Cain. And, of course, Cain had killed Abel, which wasn't good. And, and God put a mark on him and ran him, ran him off, separated him. Um, sent him out into the world. And then uh, remember that he spoke to a fellow named Noah told him to build an ark. And he said, it's going to be a flood and uh, you and your sons enter the ark. And you know, it's amazing today that a lot of people will deny that there was ever a world flood and yet every tribe of people in the world has a story to tell that's right. about a flood,
0: that's
2: right.
1: and their their parents, their people, their family were the heroes. They they survived. Well, that's us. Uh, we were all. I, I tell everybody a lot of times. I say, you know, we're all related because if you go all the way back, trace your lineage all the way back to Noah's Ark. <laughs> there there were three brothers: Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Shem is the uh, father of the Jewish people, and Ham, the black people, and uh, Egyptians, and so forth, and then uh, Japheth, uh, us, probably us, but we were all Gentiles, and uh, God didn't speak anymore until the Tower of Babel, and they decided that they were going to build a tower that would reach to the heavens, God said, if we don't stop this, uh, they will succeed. Uh, and so he came down and, you know, I I'm, I'm just picture them. They went to work that morning and everything was going fine and they were discussing the weather. And uh, I don't guess they had a ball team to brag on then, but anyway, uh, uh, by noon, they couldn't understand each other. God had confounded their language. And then one day God said, hey, Abraham, Abraham, come here. I want to make a, of you a great nation. I want to uh, your seed to be a blessing to the whole world. And that was the Jewish people. Uh, God renamed Jacob Israel. and uh, But we were not Israelites our fathers, our generation or relatives were the ones who did not put the blood of the lamb on the doorpost. We were, we'll read it later, but we were aliens Mm -hmm. in the commonwealth of Israel. Uh, But God said here that In verse 24, he said, But his bow abode in strength, and the arms of his hands were made strong by the hands of the mighty God of Jacob. From thence is the shepherd and stone of Israel. Jesus is the great shepherd. He's the chief shepherd. He's the good shepherd. Uh, David said that he is my shepherd. I'm glad tonight I can say he's my shepherd, too. Amen. Uh, he's the one that leads us uh, in green pastures and leads us beside the still waters and restores our soul. He is the shepherd and he's also the stone of Israel. Now, if you apply that to the church, he is the chief cornerstone. But you remember when uh, Israel was wandering around in the wilderness and got thirsty There was a stone, a rock there, that they spoke to. Uh, I mean, (laughs) I said Adam, it wasn't Adam and Moses. Mm -hmm. Spoke to, and and he struck it, and waters came out of it. And the next time he was supposed to have spoke to it, he spoke to it again. Mm -hmm. God said, you won't go into the promised land because of that. And the reason of that was because that stone, that rock, was a type of Christ. He was smitten one time. But then from then on, all you had to do is you wanted water to speak to him. So Moses was not, not able to enter the promised land. And then verse 23 says, the archers have sorely grieved him and shot him and hated him. Uh... They hated the Lord Jesus Christ. Hated past tense, but hate present tense. Uh, The world has got to the point where you can't even hardly put his name on Facebook uh, without them erasing it or taking it off. Uh, But the world don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear that he's the way, the truth, and the life. They hate him. Just as they hated him, then but the archers have sorely grieved him and shot at him. They shot uh, one one arrow in his left hand, one arrow in his right hand, one in his feet, and then one in his side, where the blood and the water gushed out. He is a fruitful bow, even a fruitful bow by a well, whose branches run over the wall. Now that's that's the main part that I wanted us to look at tonight over in John. Turn in John chapter 4 and we'll look at verses 1 to 6. This is a familiar passage with you, I'm sure. It says, When therefore the Lord knew How the Pharisees had heard that Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John, though Jesus himself baptized not but his disciples. He left Judea and parted again into Galilee. He must needs go through Samaria. Then cometh he to a city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near the parcel of ground that Jacob Gave to his son. Joseph. And Jacob. Now Jacob's well. Was there. Jacob's well. Was there. You know what? I come to a conclusion. That the person who wrote Genesis. Also wrote John. I'm not talking about Moses and John. I'm talking about the blessed Holy Spirit. Amen. We just read about a fruitful bowl by a well. Now we read again. Jacob's well was there. This is the parcel that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Jesus, therefore, being wearied with his journey, sat thus on the wall on the well, and it was about the sixth hour. There cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water. And Jesus said unto her, Give me to drink. For his disciples were gone away unto the city to buy meat. Thus saith the woman of Samaria unto him, How is it that thou, being a Jew, askest drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Ah. Uh, you know, I, I thought when I was reading that, that Samaritan woman knew that Jesus was a Jew. Mm-hmm. When I first entered the ministry and started studying the Bible more intense than I had, I wrote across a lot of critics that and, uh, uh, that said Jesus was not uh, born of a virgin, but Mary conceived between her and a Roman soldier. Mm-hmm. That would make him a half-breed. This Samaritan woman had more sense than those guys. She looked at him and knew he was a Jew. And he knew that she was a Samaritan. Uh, The Samaritans were half-Jew and half Gentile. When the Babylonians went to Jerusalem and took them captive, they left some Jews there in Israel uh, in the Promised Land to do things that the Babylonians wouldn't do, namely farm, farming, farm-type work. And while they were gone during those 70 years before they came back, those Jews that were left behind began to intermingle with the the, uh, Canaanite people. People that were not Jews and their offspring they were called a Samaritan and they were hated by the Jews. He said the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Jesus answered and said unto her if thou knewest the gift of God and who it is that saith to thee give me to drink thou wouldest have asked him asked of him and He would have given thee living water. He, he said, this would be yours just for asking. You don't have to go to the temple. You don't have to, to offer a lamb. You don't have to offer a bull. There is no offering. All you have to do is just ask. You know that's what I did? Amen. <laughs> that's what I did. I asked for it. And He gave it to me. He said He would. And I believe him, don't you? Yeah. Amen. And the woman said to him, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. From whence then hast thou that living water? Are you greater, Art thou greater, than our father Jacob, which gave us this well, and drank thereof himself, and his children, and cattle? Yeah. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst, but the water which I shall give him uh, shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. That's what Jesus was offering the Samaritan woman, was everlasting life. The religious folks in Israel, the religious Jews didn't have everlasting life. They had a religion. They rejected their Messiah. The woman said unto him, Sir, give me this water. (laughs) I'm asking for it. Lord, give me this water that I thirst not, neither come hither to draw. And Jesus said unto her, Go and call thy husband and come hither. (laughs) woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said unto her, Thou hast well said, I have no husband. For thou hast had five husbands. Wow. And he whom thou now hast is not thy husband. In that saidest thou truly." woman said unto him, Sir, I perceive that thou art a prophet. Our fathers worshipped in this mountain and, and Ye say that in Jerusalem is a place where men ought to worship. Jesus saith unto her woman, Believe me, the hour cometh. The hour cometh when ye shall neither in this mountain nor yet at Jerusalem worship the Father. Ye worship ye you know not what. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews and then he verse 23 said the hour cometh and now is not just that it's something way off in the future but it now is when the true worshiper shall worship the father in spirit and in truth for the father seeketh such to worship him god is a spirit they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth Woman said unto him, I know that the Messiah cometh, which is called Christ. When he's come, he will tell us all things. And Jesus said unto her, I that speak unto thee
2: am him. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Much tells you those that tells the old people say that he never said. He That's right. He said, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 He,
1: yeah. He never I, said he was I, Christ. I am. I am so him. I, I that speak unto thee am he. Upon this came the disciples and marveled that he had talked with the woman. Now, we're we're getting up to what I wanted to talk about. We saw the well? where it is. Where's that wall? Where's that wall? Well, here it is. The disciples came and marveled that he talked to the woman. Why did they marvel? Well, even the woman marveled that Jesus, being a Jew, talked to her. And now the disciples marvel that he talked to the woman. That's something that they would not do.
0: They wouldn't talk to her. You know why?
1: Because they had built a wall. Don't we do that same thing today? Here was this little Samaritan woman and the Jews had built a wall over here. Stacked it up high. And then another wall over here and back here and then across. They just kind of boxed it in. She was walled up in their minds and they said, now you stay in your place right there. And we won't cross the wall and you don't cross the wall. But one day there was a little virgin girl that put a Put a branch right there in dry ground. This is in Isaiah 53, if you want to read it, He shall be like a branch in dry ground. He planted him there in dry ground by that wall. And he sprang up. And after a while his bows reached over, limbs reached over on the other side of the wall. And the Gentiles were able to reach up and pick a fruit, a sweet fruit, everlasting life, and partake of it. And then as they partook of it, then they became a part of that tree. And limbs ran to the United States and to Europe and to Africa and to Crescent City. And Seville and Pearson, even in your home, your family, maybe maybe the husband partook of the fruit, and then he went home and told his wife about the fruit. He took that he was a part of that tree now, and he he went over her head, and there was a nice juicy everlasting life, Amen. a nice blessing hanging down. He said, "Honey, pick that fruit and eat it." And you can have everlasting life. Or maybe it was vice versa, the wife, telling the husband about what Jesus did for her. And so he reaches up and picks it. And then he becomes a part of the tree. And just everywhere you go today, there is that tree. I think sometimes it may be a false fruit. I, I hate to tell this because uh, that we had some friends that moved to Pearson. Well, they had lived at Barberville. They both grew up in Daytona. They didn't know what an orange tree was supposed to look like. When they moved to Pearson back in, 80, in the 80s, all of the fruit trees froze. I mean, just froze down, but they came back sour. Uh-huh. And they moved in this house, and there was a couple of sour oranges there. And I said, you know, that that really, that's a temple orange, I think. I knew what it was, but I told her it was a temple orange. She said, are they good? And I said, yeah. And she filled that thing and put a plug in her mouth and started Ooh. spitting in the sputter. And she said, I'll get even. (laughs) But but anyway, likewise, there are some false trees up there that puts out a false gospel. But we're not dealing with that tonight. This is is the real thing. Uh, She left her water pot and went away into the city and said to the men, Come see a man which told me all things that ever I did. Is not this the Christ? They went out of the city and came unto him. In the meanwhile, his disciples prayed him, saying, Master, eat. He said unto them, I have meat to eat that you know not of. (laughs) That's some spiritual food. You know, you can be hungry, but there's something about spiritual being in God's presence and the joy of salvation that will make you forget that hunger and you know I've I've said this and I've heard other people say it sometimes especially on Wednesday night you've been working you come to church tired but you start singing and after a while that that tiredness just goes away and you you get invigorated once again you open God's word and you see what God has for you. And so there's meat to eat besides pork chops and fried chicken and steak. Uh, therefore, said his disciples, have any man brought him off to eat? He said, my meat is to do the will of him that sent and to finish his work. Say so ye not there four months, and then come at the harvest, behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes, and look on the fields, for they are white already to harvest, and gather fruit unto life eternal, uh, that both he that soweth and he that reapeth may rejoice together. Uh, let me skip something here. It says, down to verse 40, it says, So when the Samaritans were coming to him, they besought him that he would tarry with them, and he abode, he abode there two days. And many believed because of his own word. Some of them believed because of her testimony, and then some believed because they heard him of uh, their But there's something here. You know, Peter said that one day is when the Lord has a thousand years and a thousand years as a day. And so Jesus basically had been dealing with the Jews. And this one time, he breached over that wall. And temporarily, he started dealing with the Gentiles, building himself a church. And then he dealt with them two days and then went right back dealing with the Jews.
2: Mm.
1: So is that telling us that there's going to be about 2,000 years Amen. to the church age, Amen. and then Jesus is going to go back dealing with the Jews? Wow, that's if that's true, right. then mm, Jesus is coming soon. Jesus is coming soon. But the only thing, you know, we still can't say he's coming January the 3rd at 3 yeah, o'clock in the afternoon. Right. We don't know that. We don't know when he's coming. I just know that it's, it's going to be soon. But I wanted to turn to the last scripture. And I told you I was hoping it would cut down to about 30 minutes and we're just about there. But in Ephesians 2 and verses 11 and to 14, this describes that wall that I was talking
2: about. Ephesians, 2, 5, 5, 5, 5. Ephesians
1: chapter 2, beginning at verse 11. Wherefore remember that ye being in time past Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision by that which is called is circumcision in the flesh made by hands. The Jews were calling us names because we didn't know. Christ at that time and he says in verse 12 that at that time you were without Christ being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise having no hope and without God in the world but now in Christ Jesus ye who sometimes were far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ For he is our peace who hath made both one and hath broken down the middle what? Whoa. Wall. The middle wall of partition, partition between us, having abolished in his flesh the enmity, even the law of commandments contained in ordinances, for to make in himself of twain one new man, so making peace. And that he might reconcile both unto God in one body by the cross, having slain in enmity thereby. So in other words, we can be saved without the sacrifice of a lamb, or without the law, but by the sacrifice of the lamb, the lamb of God. That taken away the sins of the
2: He has
1: living water to give us, and
2: we've received it. That's uh, shouting, groaning. Yeah. Take yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you there again? That makes me want to jump
1: over the pulpit. <laughs> but I won't because I have grown old. <laughs> but uh, uh, you know, I I was I heard a pastor. Uh, somewhere here in florida he was talking about a, a drug addict in his town that nobody would have anything to do with they wouldn't give her money they wouldn't help her because they knew she was gonna spend it on drugs and she was arrested and sent to prison for a child abandonment uh, she had two small children she got in prison and of course she was away from drugs and her mind had time to clear up where her thinking was a little different and uh, this pastor said that some of the ladies from his church went to that prison and were ministering to him and one of the ladies that was there from the church had been a drug addict and she stood up and gave her testimony about what jesus had done for her And this woman, who was sent to prison, she said, Do you mean that there's somebody out there that loves me? Do you mean that this person can do for me what he's done for you? And that woman was saved. After she spent her prison time, she wanted to get visitation rights to her children. She wanted to go see them. She'd started going to church and uh, her whole life had just turned around. Well, the social worker said, uh, tell you what, you can, see her, you can see your children on Sunday. And she told her church, she said, I don't want to start missing church. She said, I want you to pray. So she went before the judge and I had judge knew her and he looked at her and he said, wow, Are you the same person that we sent away? You look so great. And she told her story, what God had done in her life. And he said, I tell you what, you can visit your children anytime you want to. And he told the social workers, he said, you're not going to take this lady out of church. That that's what, and and boy, that makes me think of that old song, It Is No Secret, What God Can Do. What He's done for others, He can do for you. He can do for you. I hope, you know, as far as I know, everybody here has already partook of that everlasting life, that living water. But don't that encourage you to become a part of that tree? Amen stretch over a few walls Mm -hmm. when i was growing up one of those walls that men had built was racial walls i grew up during segregation and uh you know when black i guess they were treated similar to the Samaritans. you know i had a old uncle that I, I, I used to work with them, and, and I would take them home at the end of the day, and I would take them in my car, and he called me off to one side, and he said, don't, don't be doing that. He said, those blacks are, are full of diseases. You're right letting them ride in your car, and you, your girlfriend will get it, which would have been fun So I, that's what I thought. I mean, I thought, well, he's old now. I was just a teenager. Oh well, he knows more than I do. But of course I, I learned different. Mm-hmm. But that was one wall that needed to be torn mm-hmm. down. Mm-hmm. We would stop at a restaurant on the way home, to get a hamburger or a mm-hmm. shake, milkshake or something. And uh, I could walk up to the window and order and take it. But they would tell those black boys, that no, you got to order that other window over there. You go over there. I don't know how I many of you, yeah, somebody may not be as old as me, but I can remember in the stores that have a water fountain, white right only. Yeah, over you know, here, black only. Hey, and restaurants the same way. Yeah. And, you know, that's those, those walls we built. But it don't have to be racial. You know, there's uh, any anybody that you separate and that you look down on. They're precious in God's sight. Oh, God is great farm. And tongue or pen can ever tell. It reaches to the highest star and reaches to the lowest tail. We need to remember that. Ask God to allow us
0: to be a part of that tree. Came up on the dry ground.